at the cross. Yes. Man, what a work he did for us on that cross. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, I'm so excited. Thankful. Yes. Yes. So thankful. I'm just so excited about where God has us right now um, in the church. And I'm excited about what he's doing with us in the church right now. And, um, you know, I don't know. I, I have, uh, I guess, reservations about talking about COVID and all that stuff because I kind of like to look at it as like I'm past it, I'm beyond it, but I know it's still present. I know we still have it. It's flu season. It's all kind of stuff, you know. But I want to talk to us today about something that I think we really have to do for ourselves. And it's something that really nobody else can do for you. You have to do it for yourself. There's a word that is pron pronounced moxie. It's M-O-X-I-E. And I want to use this word because I want us to get our moxie back. Um, the word moxie, by definition, means force of character, determination, or nerve. Uh, it's like your character, your aggregate traits, your qualities, your distinction of strength and originality, who you really are. Uh, determination, firmness of purpose. Uh, set, you know, with your nerves, just, just like steel, a sense of purpose, steadiness, courage when facing demanding situations. And if you're alive for five minutes, you have faced some demanding situations. And uh, I, I remember when we went through uh, the period of COVID and the time of COVID that it seemed like that everything was on lockdown. And I guess I had some conversations with some people today about that season and about what it did to a lot of people. And some people just literally, I was so astounded. They put their life on hold. I mean, they did nothing. Uh, they didn't come out of their house. They didn't do anything. And it was like we let this thing uh, whip us and almost as if we let uh, our government uh, and I'm not a political thing. This is not a political moment. But we let our government tell us what to do rather than telling, letting God tell us what to do. <laughs> Amen. And uh, I think that's something we have to be careful of. And I think that we have to go back to the place where David was when he came back to Ziklag and all of his wives and uh, the children of the men and everybody, they were all gone. Somebody had come in and plundered their city, Ziklag, and taken all of their spouses and all of their children away. All of their uh, animals, all their produce, everything, it was gone. They just were wiped out. And David's men got so upset with him that they were ready to stone him. Now, if David had just paid attention to his men, we probably never would have heard much of David anymore because he probably fell out with them and they might have stoned him. They may have killed him right there. But the Bible says that David kind of took himself apart and just took himself away from everybody and he began to encourage himself in the Lord. That's really what I'm talking about today when I tell you get your moxie back. 
Encourage yourself in the Lord. Has the Lord not kept you? Has he not healed you? Has he not delivered you? You should have died when you had pneumonia, but you didn't die. You should have died when Amen. cancer came upon you, but you didn't die. You should have died when you were in the car accident. They said you would never get up off the operating table, but look, you're here. And it's only because of God. And you know that God has raised you up over and over and over again. And I'm talking to all of us because all of us have that testimony. Oh, yeah. We have plenty of examples. That God's raised us up, hasn't That's he? right. That's right. That we have survived it. Mm -hmm. We shouldn't be here. Uh, just his grace that he has yes. given to us. We have testimony after testimony where he reminds us, if I could do it then, do you mm -hmm. not remember? Do you recall? Right. It is... He gives us so many examples, and it's good to see them through people mm -hmm. and hear about them. It's even greater when we know we've walked through some stuff. Yeah. And we have a te we all have that testimony of His grace. Yeah. And you got to go back sometimes. You got to go back and say, you know what? I remember when I went through that, and I thought that it, this was the end. I thought that it was over with. But you know what? God stepped in just in the nick of time. He wasn't. He didn't come when I wanted him, but he was always on time. Because the old song says it. He's an on-time God. Amen. Yes, he is. Amen. He may not come when you want him, but he'll be there right on time. And faithful. Because he's an on-time God. Amen. And he is faithful. He is. He's faithful to all of our needs. He is. I remember what Bishop Garlington said. Now, when have I, when he talked about when he was visiting here at the church, and he mm -hmm. said, now when have I gone back on my word? Yeah. When have I broken my word? So why should God I? talking to him. Yeah, talking to him, you know, because he was like, are you sure you're going to do it? And he said, so why would I do it on you? Why would I waste it? I want to change my whole character my whole, on you. On you. <laughs> God is faithful. He tells you something. He's going to promise. He promises you something. He delivers. He's going to do it. He's going to do it. And you know, it's, here's the reality is that we're all in a warfare. Every one of us, and it and it's right here. That's really where the war goes on. That's yes. what Paul talked about. The weapons of our warfare are mighty through God. Uh, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God. They're not flesh and blood, but they're mighty through sure. God Amen. for the pulling down of strongholds. And he names three things that all have to do with our mind. Everything, the knowledge of God, uh, you know, something coming against what we know the knowledge of God to be. I know God to be a healer, but all of a sudden you have a disease that the doctor tells you they don't know how they're going to take care of it. And they don't know what's going to happen with this situation, but you know God to be a healer. Now you've got this thing in your body that's raising itself up against the knowledge of who you know God to be. I know God is a healer. I know God is a healer. And I know he can heal and I know he will heal. I've watched God do it too many times. And if I die with cancer in my body, it won't be cancer that took me out because my times are not in cancer's hands. My times are in God's hands. So it will be that I died because it was my time to go home to him. Amen. And uh, it's just, you know, you just have to make up your mind about some things. And there's, a, there's this great scripture then I want to read just a piece of here in Deuteronomy, the 20th chapter, verse 1. This is the laws of warfare. Somebody ought to just say that out loud, laws of warfare. This is the law. You need to speak that to yourself. This is the law of warfare. And here's what the people of Israel were told 
by Moses. He said, when you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, do not be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, who brought you up from the land of Egypt, is with you. Man, I'm going to tell you, if you don't get anything else that I say today, just get that. That God is with you. The God who healed you, the God who delivered you, the God who saved you, he is with you. He's with you right now in the situation you're in. He's with you right now in the crisis. He's with you right now in the darkness. He's with you right now in the pain. He's with you right now in the sickness. He's with you in the disease. God is with you. And if you ever get the hold of that revelation that God is with me, and then on top of that revelation of who God is, that God is good and everything that he does to me and through me is for my good. Everything that comes to me has to be for my good because he causes all things to work together for my good. So God is a good God. So what I'm going through is not a bad situation. It is a good situation because God is doing something for my good. If we could get that mindset and just start living from that angle, from that perception. And then he said this to them. He said, when you're approaching the battle, the priest shall come near and speak to the people. And he shall say to them, here, O Israel, you are approaching the battle against your enemies today. Do not be fainthearted. Do not be afraid or panic or tremble before them. For the Lord your God is the one who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you. Now, here's what's really crazy about this message. I've preached this before, but you want to know when I preached it? When? Just before pandemic. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just before COVID hit. Wow. I preached this message. And this is what I really feel like that people really need to, to grab hold of even now. Now that we've gone through it, we've come through it, you made it. You made it. You're still here. This is 2023. It's not 2019. It's not 2021. It's not 2020. It is 2023. It's not 2022. It's 2023. You're still here. You made it. So don't be afraid. Right. Right. We have been strengthened, you know, our strength has increased in yes. this season and our faith increases in this season because he has everything that he did was for our good. Yeah. And to know that we rely our trust and our faith in him. Yes. We've placed our trust in him. And That's here's right. the here's the cool piece about it. Then he goes on in Deuteronomy the 20th chapter, the 8th verse, he says, Then the officers shall speak further to the people and say, Who is the man that is afraid and faint-hearted? Let him depart and return to his house, so that he might not make his brother's hearts melt like his heart. In other words, get away from people who are afraid all the time. Fear is contagious. It is so contagious. It is one of the strongest emotions. Isn't it? Next to, to, to love. Yeah, and yet if you if you hang around with people that are fearful, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden now you're talking the same language. Yeah, it is crazy. Yeah, and yet that's why it's so important to know who you who who you hang around with. Yes, who your group is. That you've got to have a group that is encouraging, that is it's that is also 
a faith-based group right. and that does support each other they pours into you just like you pour into them right we were just talking that earlier two negatives will make it a, a positive right you've got to go be surrounded by strong people that that have the same faith that people have the that same encourage trust you and that encourage you yeah absolutely amen people that encourage you people that pick you up that lift lift you up and he said when the officers have finished speaking to the people they shall appoint commanders of armies at the head of the people and when you approach a city to fight against it you shall offer it terms of peace if it agrees to make peace with you and opens to you then all the people who are found in it shall become your forced labor and shall serve you here's the thing However, if it does not make peace with you, but makes war against you, then you shall besiege it. So here's the thing. If, if, you're, if you're fighting something and something is fighting you and, and, and you come toward it and you try to make peace with it and it doesn't want to make peace, then he said, just destroy it. Destroy it. You cannot have things hanging out in your life that want to raise fear up in your life. That is not a healthy emotion at it's all. It's not. It's not. It's, and if anything, fear de 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 debilitates the mind, debilitates yeah. the body. And it, actually, when we're in fear, our defenses go down. Yeah. Which That's creates true. even another level uh, of fear. Level of fear, yes. Because I, here's, here's where, I, where I really believe we land with all of this. And that is, I believe... And, and there's some, you know, schools of psychology, excuse me, some schools of psychology that would say choices are driven by pain and pleasure. It's either pain or it's either pleasure. I don't want to do it because it's painful or I want to do it because it's so pleasurable. And that's what motivates so many of our choices. And I'm convinced that we live by these two really prominent ideas in our life that every choice that we make is based on this. And uh, I know we'd like to think that we're beyond it. We'd like to think that we're over that. But the, it, the reality is we live in a place of where we constantly make our choices considering is this going to be pleasurable or is it going to be painful to me? And if it's going to be painful, I'm not doing it. But you know what? Sometimes you got to go through just a little pain to achieve the pleasure. I'm going to say that one more time. Because <laughs> sometimes you to get the intended results, sometimes it is painful. My son and I go to the gym. My wife and I will go to the gym. Sometimes when we go in there to work out, we don't go in there thinking this is going to be a lot of fun and we're not going to have any pain at all. We're not thinking that I'm not going to be sore tomorrow. We're thinking, in fact, we go in, in there intending to make ourselves a little bit sore because if I don't get a little sore, if I don't get a little pain, I get no gain. And I want to gain the, the muscle to sustain my body so that I can live longer, be more productive, and be healthy at a ripe old age. I want to be able to be healthy. And when I'm 80, I want to be walking like I'm walking right now. When I'm 90, I still want to be getting around good if the Lord should grant me life that long. And I want to be healthy. I don't want to be on a walker 
and and shuffling it around. And I'm not fussing at anybody that is. If, if that's how you can get around, then God bless you. Get around like that. Thank God you're still moving. Thank God you haven't just given it up. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, I don't want to have to live my life so afraid of pain that I'm not willing to take certain risks to get to the next level. Amen. And it's a mindset. Like you said, it's it, the battle starts in our mind. We get beyond the fear. And on the other side of fear is when the breakthroughs happen. And if we just allow that mindset, that fear to hold us down, freeze us, and lock us in, mm -hmm. like COVID locked us in, some of us are still locked in that mindset mm -hmm. and not moving, pushing past it. And the mind is the same way. We got to get pushed, pushed beyond yep. the fear, pushed beyond the limits that we put ourselves to ourselves. Right. Because God is a God of abundance. And so when we put these mindsets and we start limiting, we start limiting what we believe that we deserve. We, li yep. we limit what we believe that God is going to send us. We limit the income that we're going to make. Right. And so it's just breaking through those mindsets, right. breaking through the fear. You know, it's it's really interesting because I believe that in uh, our life, we go through certain, uh, you may want to call it a stage of life or a dimension or a level of living. And we're constantly trying to achieve something better. You know, I want to go to the next level. And uh, I remember one time praying and asking God, um, God, I am tired of being in this place. So how many levels do I have in this dimension? Because I believe there's, there's several spheres that I can go from one dimension to another dimension. But when I get into a new dimension, sometimes there are levels that I may have to achieve to achieve the fullness of that dimension. But I asked God, I said, how many levels do I have in this dimension? And he said, that's up to you. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> he said, that's up yeah. to you. And I thought, wow. He said, it's how willing you are to change right. in the moment. Now, you can go and take little baby steps and do just a little here and a little there. Or you can go in here and say, you know what? I'm going to dig down and I'm going to do some hard work and I'm going to get this thing back and I'm going to get my energy back. I'm going to get my mindset back. I'm going to come out of this house. I'm going to get out of this bed. I'm going to get out of this, this little chair sitting here in front of the TV with the remote control flipping through channels. I am going to get up. I'm going to do something. I am going to take a risk today that just might bring me joy. And you know what? I believe that when people start making up their mind like that, they start excelling very quickly through those levels and they go places that we wouldn't normally go because we made up our mind. Change the mindset. Yeah. It's the beginning of that is the biggest and the, the strongest battle. It's the mindset doing the first step. But once you take the first step, then, you know, it becomes easier. Yeah. And it becomes easier and it's just, and you start achieving another level. It's the fear of the unknown. And yet, we know that insanity, doing the same thing over and over, the same way, yep. doesn't result, doesn't produce a different <laughs> uh, result. So we know that we've got to do something different. And with that, it's mindset first. Yes. That's the first step, changing your mindset. If you're thinking, if your mind and if you're thinking small, you're going to produce small. Yeah. If you go into thinking bigger, then that fear factor kicks in that, oh, this is uncomfortable. I don't know. Yeah. 
You're, you're in, you're, once you push past through that fear, that's when the breakthroughs yeah. happen. You know, it's really important. It's really important that you hear what we're saying to you today. Um, I think that all of us in this season have to take certain risks to get to the next level. Here's the thing that's amazing to me is that when I find myself taking that risk to go to the next level, I find that as much as I give to it, God gives back and he meets me there. I feel like God just meets me right in the same place. God, how, how shall I say it? It's, it's like if I'm willing to give God a wholehearted praise, then God is willing to show up wholeheartedly. If I give God a half-hearted praise, then I just get maybe a little dusting of a blessing somewhere that somebody maybe threw a $5 <laughs> bill my way or something. And he's like, hey, yeah, that's the way you treated me. So that's how I'm going to treat you. Because he responds in kind. He responds the way we respond to him. And I think that if in this moment, I could just talk 10 people into just doing something supernatural, just something that you have never done before, reaching out in a way you have never reached out before, going after somebody that you have never gone after before, witnessing in a way that you have never witnessed before, speaking life into other people in ways you've never done it before. Because here's the whole thing about it. My daddy used to say this all the time, and I didn't understand it when I was a young kid, but the older I get, the more I really get it. He used to say it to us all the time, you can never help somebody without helping yourself. Amen. And there's a lot of truth to that. And if you really want to get yourself encouraged in the Lord, then start doing for other people the very thing that you need done for you. If you need a breakthrough in faith, if you need a breakthrough with the healing, then go pray for somebody else's healing. And I mean, get serious with God and quit asking him for your healing and becoming selfish, but ask him for your neighbor's healing. Ask him for the blessing and the favor of God upon the person that talked about you, despised you, used you, uh, hated on you, talked about you, did all kinds of stuff. Start asking God to cover them and bless them and be with them because I'm going to tell you, in this moment, the only ones that are going to survive, only the strong survive, they say. And, and the scripture says, Jesus said it like this. He said, it's not to the swift that the race is given, but he that endureth to the end, that's the one that shall be saved. I don't know about you, but I want to endure. I don't want to come into the heavenly courts dragging myself. I want to run in there with my head up. I want to be praising him. I want to fall on his feet. I want to kiss his feet. I want to worship him with the fullness of my life and my heart. I want to be so aware of who God is and what he is. Today, I am telling you, get your moxie back. Come on and let's get strong in God. Let's get strong in him. Reach out and let us hear from you. Would you let us hear from you? Put something in the comment. Reach out and we love you today. Again, this is Bishop Gary and Dr. Noemi. We love you. Take me to that scene.